We gather this weekend to light our second candle on the Advent wreath to remind us that we are in a season to prepare. And what are we preparing for? None other than the coming of our Lord, not just at Christmas, but the day we stand before the Son of Man. Today's readings challenge us with a simple theme. To get back on track, to be at peace, to be people filled with hope. Oftentimes during Advent we hear this song, O come, O come, Emmanuel, mourns this lonely exile here. That phrase, the mourning of the exile, is what this weekend's readings are all about. And that's why John the Baptist today in the Gospel reminds us to open our hearts, to straighten the paths, to fill in the valleys, to lower the mountains, to strengthen the windy roads and straighten them and smoothen the rough. In other words, those of you who are homeowners, it means do the cobwebs, take out the dust, the things that do not belong in our heart. Why, St. John the Baptist says, said all flesh is ready to see the glory and the beauty of our God. I'm reminded of this from a podcast I was listening to this past week of a man in Kansas City who lost both hands in an explosion in his house. His face was deformed and torn badly. He could not see and he went into surgery. After the surgery, the surgeons come out and said they did everything they could, but the man would never regain his eyesight again. The man had just went through an RCIA process he had joined the church, and he was on fire because in RCIA, the gospel was unpacked for him, which he had never understood ever in his life. And as he was on fire, he was saddened. He was saddened because he could no longer read the Bible, which he did every single day. So this man had heard of the lady overseas who read Braille, who was also blind, and read Braille with her lips. So he had the urge to not only order a book, How to Read in Braille and Learn, but he also ordered a Bible in Braille, and he could not wait for them to show up at his doorstep so that he could get back into the Scriptures. Well, his package arrived, and his hope as he opened it turned to disappointment as he found out the nerves in his lips were destroyed. He could not feel the difference as he went across the braille. So as he wept over the scriptures and God's word, he kissed it farewell. And he thought, well, wait a minute. So he started to touch the braille with his tongue. And what did he learn? He learned the Bible to read it in Braille with his tongue. His heart was healed. His heart was healed even though he suffered physically. 
And that's what this weekend's readings are all about. Yes, he was healed spiritually, not physically. And that's what God is calling you and me through today, through Baruch, through St. Paul, through St. Luke. And today's readings are all about that exile. I think it's interesting as we look at history. History can always teach us a lesson so that we do not repeat it. Israel was exiled from home, the place where God dwelt. They felt defeated. They felt overcome. So let's look at a history lesson today to help us to learn what not to do. Abraham came from Ur of the Chaldeans and traveled to the Promised Land. And when he got there, Isaac and Jacob, the descendants, settled in the Promised Land in that region. Well, Israel ended up going down to Egypt after the brothers sold their brother Joseph into slavery. But God brought Israel back out of Egypt through the hands of Moses and Aaron. Today, Israel went back to where Abraham started. They did not learn the lesson of what God was trying to do for their hearts to give them everything they need. The dwelling of God was in their presence. The temple was there for worship. God exiled them. Why? Because they wouldn't remain faithful. That was the only way he would wake them up and get their attention. And what do we see in all this history? A reversal of fortune. A reversal of history. And that's why Baruch's message for us today is a message of hope. It's a message of promise. What does he say? He's telling me and you, take off your mourning. In other words, put on the mitre. Put on the glory. Put on the splendor that God has for you. As God regathers his scattered children. God wants to gather his scattered children. Even though the news makes it seem like it's going the other direction. That's the message of Advent. And that's why St. John the Baptist reminds us to fill in the valleys and to straighten the roads and smooth the zigzags of our own hearts. Because God is going to regather his children. It may not be this Christmas. It may be sooner for some of us. It may be later for others as he comes again in glory. And we will see as children the glory of God. But here is the kicker that many Christians fail to see. Israel came back physically to the promised land. But as they came back, they were still exiled until they made things right with God and reconciled their hearts. Yes, they lived physically in the promised land, but they were still disconnected from God. And folks, that's why the sacrament of reconciliation is so important for those of us who are baptized. John the Baptist called the people today in the desert, in the promised land, to repent. It was for those who were not baptized. They went into the waters. You and I, once we're baptized, also have to get out of the exile of sin by returning our hearts completely to the glory of God and to bridge that gap.
not just coming home physically to the church, but restoring the grace that we have lost because we've been careless and negligent to the graces of baptism that God has given to each one of us. And what happens when we sin? We break our relationship with God just a little bit more. I'm reminded of a conversation that I recently had with my spiritual director. And my spiritual director said, Father, let's look at Advent and Christmas. And let's help our people this year really focus on what Advent is really about. And I'm going to quote him here. He said, Advent is a mystery of God leading us on the road one must travel to have joy. Advent is the mystery of God leading us on the road one must travel to have joy. How is that different than Christmas? He said Christmas is celebrating the mystery of God bringing joy to the world. Yes, Christmas is celebrating the mystery of God bringing joy to the world as the Son of God takes on human flesh to live like us. He says, don't push past the road that needs to be traveled. Isn't that St. John the Baptist's message for us today? And I'm going to give you an analogy to help you to understand what he is saying. Imagine if you had two boys, roughly the same age, in your home. And you bought both of their boys their Christmas present. And this morning before church, they woke up. They saw their big presents under the tree for Christmas already this year. The first boy says to the second boy, I want to open that gift and play with it right now. But I will wait. It's going to hurt, but waiting will be worth it. That's boy one. Boy number two says to his other brother, he says, I want to open that gift now. I can't wait. And every night when the family went to bed, he would go under the tree, he'd open his present, and he'd play with his truck. And every night before he went to bed, he would rewrap the package and put it under the tree. Without anybody even really knowing that he's touched his truck, he'd wrap it up before he went to bed. What happens on Christmas for the boy who waits? The boy who waits at Christmas is filled with joy. He's happy. He sees his gift for the first time. The boy who opened his present, his present was meant to bring him joy, but he ends up sad. He's sad because he already knows what it is. He's already played with it. And the second boy watching the first boy's joy even makes him more sadder because he doesn't have that joy. Folks, this is just like preparing for marriage. The couples who wait with the gift of sexuality have a pure heart as they make their vows before God. And all of us are going to have to stand before God one day. And that's why discipline is needed. 
And the first boy is going to experience the great joy because he took the discipline of doing what he was called to do by God. The second boy didn't think he had to follow God. And he was sad when God wanted to surprise him. Folks, that's why Advent is the mystery of God leading his people on the road. They must travel to experience joy. What will we do with our heart? Not just to show up physically, but for the joy God wants to bring because we have prepared. As you heard in the announcements before Mass today, next Sunday at 3 o'clock is our penance service. I believe there will be five priests here to help us. Maybe you're gone next weekend. That's okay. Father Lorsung and I are going to have a day from like 1 to 8 o'clock if you read the bulletin where both of us will be available closer to Christmas in the middle of the week when you can come to the church to be reconciled. That's why we call it Be Reconciled Day. There will be a couple of evenings, maybe you as a family want to come together, where there will be an opportunity for extra confessions. I want to ask you, if your heart was a manger today, would it be a place for Jesus to lay his head? Would it be warm and welcoming? Would it be ready if today was the day that he called you home from this world to the next? Our hearts are meant to be mangers, not just for Christmas, but to be lived all year long as he's going to come when we least expect him. What changes do we need? The result we have to ask today is, where is your heart today? And how do we prepare to take this season of Advent that the church gives us to prepare seriously? I don't know about you, but I think it's really cool. The church gives us four weeks to prepare and three weeks to celebrate. Christmas is not over December 26th. That's only day two of Christmas of three weeks. That's why you and I need to prepare to have the party, to experience the joy and the love of God in our hearts. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Amen.